0: You've been on every diet there is, but nothing seems to work. The diet and fitness industry rake in billions of dollars every year, yet we're more overweight and out of shape than ever before. Why is that? Well, my guest today says he knows the answer. Hello, and welcome to Living Well with Robin Stoloff, empowering you to live a healthier life. Please be sure to like and subscribe, and I'll keep you updated on my most recent episode. So I am so excited to welcome Jeff Later. He's a former professional bodybuilder, coach, speaker, father, husband, and he and his wife are leaders in the field of online nutrition and fitness. And they run a whole program called The Later Lifestyle. Thanks so much for joining us, Jeff.
1: Thank you for having me. I'm super excited about this.
0: Oh, yes. Me too. You know, I love fitness and nutrition. I've been involved in this my entire life and it's just so interesting and interesting to me. But you said in your bio and in all of the things on your uh, website that the fitness industry is lying to us. Why is that?
1: Oh, that's that's probably putting it mildly, honestly. I mean, I think that uh, you see it a lot in a lot of different industries, but in something that's that's intended to help people. Um, you don't get a lot of help. And as you mentioned, just in your intro there, that we are getting worse off as from a health perspective and from a body composition perspective as a nation, we're not getting any, any healthier. We're getting worse.
0: I know. Um, In fact, I even think that, (laughs)
1: yeah, yeah. I think the life expectancy is actually starting to go down, um, which is interesting. You know, consider all the, the, the advancements in technology that we have, um, but when you start to look at the, how our culture is and, and the dieting solutions, and I would put air quotes with that, um, <laughs> that would, they're that presented to us most of the time. They're not, we're not getting any better. Most of the time we're getting worse. And so when, when I say the fitness industry is lying to us, it's, it's because they're not presenting any real solutions to us. They're presenting front end tactics, dieting, um, Dieting techniques that are appeasing our, our, uh, and preying on our insecurities. And they don't really present any solutions that are going to last. Yeah. And so people, they can lose weight and then just gain it back. And I think that's, that's not necessarily our fault. Um, it's just what is being presented to us and that's how they make money. And that's what we're left with
0: it's unfortunate that we have to actually re-educate ourselves about diet and fitness when it's, and this is my thing that I, I always wish would change in our society, that we should be taught this as kids. We should be taught uh-huh. this every year, just like we're taught math and science, and because what's more important than our health? And yet we're not, There's, mm. it's like, we don't even discuss it. You know, what we eat or maybe you get one section on it in class in sixth grade, you know? but uh-huh. We really don't focus on it. And then we wonder why. When people get older, they really have no idea of really good nutrition. I mean, they know an apple is better than a donut, but they really don't get the whole picture. And, and then yeah. and they also don't really have fitness or you know a fitness lifestyle as part of their, you know, their routine. So what can we do? What do you and your wife do with your program to try to change all of this?
1: Um, you, you, touched on so many different things that I could go off on tangents there, yes. even, you know, starting with childhood, but, um, cause I've got three beautiful young daughters that we've tried to raise the right way that they have that, that foundation. But, um, you know, going to your question, like, what do we do? Well, we, we really do focus on the education side of things. We want them to understand nutrition. Uh, we want them to be able to fit this in, into their life rather than, them having to really conform and, and change so many different things in their life. I think that's, that's oftentimes what we, we get, what we encounter when we try to find a solution, like, oh, uh, I want to lose weight. So I Google what's the best diet or what's the fastest diet. Or I, I see a friend that did keto online and they'd lost 30 pounds in 30 days. So I'm going to do that now too. So we're easily influenced by, by mm-hmm. solutions that present usually the, the easiest and the fastest options. And as you and I both know, fast and easy when it comes to weight loss usually spells disaster. It usually doesn't lead to any sort of long-term uh, results. And so, you know, we try to present, you know, we try to help them understand nutrition. And then beyond that, we try to help them get past the limiting beliefs that they have in, in, inside their own head and, um, and some of the, the limiting factors that control their decision-making, their behaviors, because um, ultimately that is what drives um, our health. It's yes. is what's happening in here. And so we, we focus a lot on that with our coaching and it's almost kind of a hybrid of life coaching and physique coaching. Uh, yeah. I think they're, they're very well, very much connected.
0: Yeah, and, you can uh, get a lot more now. Like it's a lot of it is the mind thing. It's not just, you know, you can look up a diet and follow a right. diet, but right. If you're not going to change your whole attitude towards it, you're just going to gain the weight back.
1: Exactly. I mean, like you said, you can Google a diet and in almost any diet, can work, right? Mm-hmm. They, they can, some are more sustainable than others without a doubt, but, but unless you can, you can get past some of those, some of those behavior, uh, behaviors that are so ingrained in us and our beliefs about ourselves and about, about food, then you're going to remain stuck. You're, you can, you're going to lose weight temporarily. You're going to gain it back. You're just going to be stuck in this cycle of losing the same, you know, five to 15 pounds for the rest of your life, really not getting any, any further ahead, usually further behind.
0: Absolutely. People end up gaining more weight back. And it's and it's a vicious cycle because you're gaining weight. You feel depressed or upset or embarrassed, whatever the word is. So then you eat more <laughs> and then you gain more weight. And then you say, oh my gosh, I have to stop it. You go on a diet again. And it's a cycle and it just never seems to stop for people. So what do you actually do? What do you and your wife do with the later lifestyle using your name later?
1: Yeah. Well, you know, I think restriction is what causes some of that behavior that you just mentioned. You know, we, we tend to, um, we, we develop these cravings. We develop a bad relationship with food because we start to restrict specific types of food. And I think when you look at the the fitness industry as a whole, there's very, there, there are very dogmatic views on how you should go about it, right? Like fats are evil. Carbs are evil. You need to eat in this window of time. You need to cleanse your body of this. There's all sorts of very dogmatic ways of thinking Um, and it's like, this is the only way, this is the best way. And I, and I despise that, um, because I think it's, it's very close-minded and we have to accept that we're all individuals. We're all unique. We have unique schedules, unique demands, unique preferences. And because of that, we need to find something that fits for the individual, but not only that, I think we need to avoid heavy restriction, right? So if somebody restricts carbs because they, they think carbs are, are fattening or, or inherently bad, um, there's various opinions on that, but that creates somewhat of a phobia with somebody. And so they're like, oh, well, carbs are bad. And if I eat a carb, then I'm a bad person. And well, since I already ate, you know, a cracker or I finished my kid's mac and cheese, I may as well order a pizza and binge for the rest of the day.
0: That is, right? Such right? So, that is so you just hit the nail on the head. I'm sure people listening would be saying, you know what? That's me. I've done it. I know it. You know, I blew it now. Someone else will just eat it all. <laughs> Right.
1: And that's, that's not normal behavior. That's learned behavior. Yeah. That's, that's something that we do as a result of, of dieting. Like that's where that's born from. It's not, it's not in us to be like, well, and and I have a great example about this, which I'll share with you in a minute with, with my daughters. But, um, you know, I think when, when we, when we restrict so heavily and, and we, we, we're told these certain things, these dogmatic views by so many, you know, so-called experts and gurus out there, usually money-driven, financially motivated. Um, we, we tend to create a bad relationship with food and we have, we have body dysmorphia and, and it just creates all sorts of problems. And that's why, yeah. you know, look And at sometimes what's...
0: people just feel like they can't get out of it. Like they, they've yeah. tried too many times and that just who cares anymore. And that's what really worries me because that's when people's health they give up. really starts to suffer heart disease and diabetes. And it's just, it's, you just go downhill from there. And, you know, I guess one of the things that we probably need to do is just make this, just try to make it a little bit easier on people and not such a monumental task. And I think a lot of people will say, all right, that's it. I'm going on a diet. I'm eating nothing but lettuce. And I'm going to train five days a week. And, and, and they just try to take it all on too much. And it's just, it's overwhelming and, and no one can sustain yeah. that. You got to kind of Like you said, figure out what works for you.
1: Yeah. And, 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 you know, with what you described, that's, that's almost every diet out there, you know, it's, it's extremes, right? So you cut out all carbs. Are you going to do that forever? Probably not. Right. And, And I guess one, one way to really test yourself to see if it is something you can stick to is, you know, can you like ask yourself, can you see yourself doing this or eating this way for the rest of your life? If the answer is no, don't ever start. Because it's it's going to lead to phobias, it's going to lead to disordered eating patterns, and whatever weight that you do lose, you're going to gain it right back once you discontinue that diet. Because diets inherently have an expiration date; they have an ending. Like I'm going to do this 30-day challenge. I'm going to do this, you know, diet for the next 60 to 90 days, whatever it is. I'm going to lose X amount of pounds. But if you don't continue, you don't. If you don't incorporate any sort of healthy habits that become a permanent part of your life, then whatever you do is going to be temporary and whatever results that you get are going to be temporary.
0: Well, the first three letters in diet spelled die. So nobody wants to do that. So that's not good, but tell me the story about your daughter.
1: Well, yeah. So it's interesting because, you know, kids, you know, they, they, they speak their mind. They're, they're kind of untainted to what we face as adults. You know, we, we, we learn so many things and we go through these diets and stuff like that. So as a bodybuilder, I have been through the strictest diet in the world. I mean, everything matters, everything from, from sleep to everything that you eat, how much you, how much water you drink. It's very, very, very strict. You cannot deviate because it'll show up on your body. When you're that lean, you, you eat the wrong thing. You can see it on someone's physique. So super, super strict, right? So when I was getting ready for competitions, um, I happen to have a, a deep passion for donuts. I really like donuts. I think they're America's favorite food. I mean, they're my favorite food for sure, but, um, i couldn't eat those obviously when i'm getting ready for a competition and i had you know my three daughters that i would love for them to enjoy a donut almost on my behalf almost like so i could eat it vicariously through them um so i'd bring it home and i remember when i started doing this they'd be really excited like oh dad brought donuts really fun and they you know they they chow down um and it was probably because it was more frequent but they'd show up with donuts and, and sometimes one or two of them would have them and i have three you know three daughters and, you know, one or two of them would be like, yeah, yeah, I don't really feel like that right now, maybe tomorrow, or maybe I just won't have one this time. And I remember when i when I first encountered this, my thoughts were like, what in the world? Why, why would you not eat this? Like consequence free guys, you're not going to get fat from this. You don't have to worry about it. You're not getting ready for a competition. You can just enjoy a nice maple bar. It's sitting there right in front of you. And it, you know, it's, it, it didn't make me mad. It was more like, why i didn't understand it like it's just because i i had some disordered eating from so much restriction that i went that i went through and so i but i started to realize it's i'm like it's it's because they have a good relationship with food they know that okay if i don't eat a donut today i can eat a donut maybe next week or tomorrow you know